Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. The Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, BizzleCast listeners, I am here for BizzleCast 112 with the Amon to talk about The Last Jedi. Amon, everyone I've talked to so far in the BizzleCast loves this movie, so I'm hoping for the sake of objective journalism that you hated this movie. Where are you at? Oh, man. It, it was it was <laughs> diabolical. It was... Um... <clears throat> I love this thing, man. Oh, no, it's I, so good. I had so much. I'm dropping f bombs. Um, I had so much fucking fun, man. Oh. I, it was, it was the most fun I've had at a movie probably since Force Awakens. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, that franchise. God, who even cares about that franchise anymore? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, man. It was. It, uh, it, it was good. I, I like the the lead up. Uh, teaser trailer it was all it was it was well uh orchestrated the whole rollout i will say as it should should have been but um mm, mm. yeah <laughs> mm, mm, mm. they're playing on our emotions no doubt yeah um okay so i want to ask you one like serious political question not political like sociological question sure. and then dive into just fun stuff about this movie because this is like my fourth podcast and i want to make each one more fun so for this one we're going to talk about some crazy topics that i know you'll be into but even though all of the ratings of uh, fans coming out of this movie is like an a to an a plus and the imdb and like trustworthy ratings are through the roof there's an online campaign to smear this film based on the anti, what they call SJW. And if you guys don't know what SJW means, it is a very condescending term for social justice warriors, as if that's a bad thing, which I love. Uh, but, but people who hate you know, diversity and bringing in women and bringing in diversity to the workplace and to the movies and stuff like that. Right. What do you have to say to this particular controversy which seems to, by the way, have zero effect on the amount of money and success they've had with this movie. Well, um, well, first I have a, another question to ask: Does the SJ do they self-identify <laughs> as SJWs? Well, that's what we call us. They call us SJWs. They oh. call us social justice warriors at, yeah, in a condescending s- way. Yeah. I oh I, I guess it would be bad for me to s- say that they sound like idiots then. Um, well, that's the exact line when Phasma, <laughs> before dying, says, you're scum, and Finn goes, rebel scum. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm rebel scum, you know? It's the exact thing. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? I'm not asking you to respond so specifically politically, but the fact yeah. that the only people who have problems with this movie seem to be older white men who have trouble adapting to the future is all I'm saying. That's If you no. just look at it. You know what? I... It's it's funny if I could jump like uh, within genre, I might add. But if I could, if if it was if if they were trying to stick diversity and and gender um, empowerment and all this other and political justice and so say we allness and all that, um, if so they true. were trying to do it, they did it so that. I didn't notice it, and I should, as a lefty, liberal, elitist, East Coast, New Yorker. Well, I would argue that you and I would be the ones who would miss it, actually. All right, fair enough. That's that's probably true, yes. 
Uh, yeah, I didn't notice shit. Um, <laughs> I didn't okay, notice- you ready? You ready to jump into this? So, people, I warned Amon about this. He doesn't have a ton of time. I'm trying to get as many sh- short but awesome uh, Star Wars Last Jedi interviews as I can in the next few weeks. And Amon was on the list. You got nailed, buddy. You got sucked into the orbit. So, thank you. I'm in. So, so I'm going to just throw some shit at you. Okay? Hit, hit and here me. we go. Yeah. So fuck the social just the anti-social justice warrior people. However, yeah. the women are the boss in this movie in almost every example. Yeah. Ray is more mature and tames Luke. Uh yeah. Rose is more mature and tames Finn. Um Vice Admiral Holdo and Princess Leia are more mature and tame Poe, who is yeah. younger but not like super much younger. Uh, the men, obviously, in the First Order fleet are incompetent and stupid as usual. So, do the anti-social justice warriors have any uh, comment here about the men being portrayed as weak and effectual and stupid in the Star Wars universe? <laughs> I, you know what? The words that I was saying while you were describing all that was so hot. So, so hot. hot. Totally. And so, and so, if they have that complaint i feel sorry for them because they're not i mean as you're describing these women they are so super attractive to me (laughs) i mean ray look i'm gonna be honest people ray is not the kind of girl i'm normally into in any sense but her uprightness and just awesomeness is just so irresistible. And Absolutely. I agree with you. If if you are not into strong women, that is a you problem. You know, that that is not a societal problem. That is a you problem. Yeah, everybody can be into whatever they want to be into. Sure. That's cool. You know, uh, just uh, all I can do is speak for myself. Okay. I, so I we also we can't leave out Maz. Okay, no, we're gonna get to Maz. We're gonna get to Maz. We're gonna get to Maz. I got a grand plan, but gotta keep you on. Yeah. All right. I know you love Maz Kanata. I love Maz. I can't, I want more Maz. Okay. All right. This will be a good theme for the podcast predictions yeah. for episode nine. I think Maz Kanata is gonna play a huge role in episode nine. I oh, God. I want. I yes. Please. <laughs> I mean, it's Lupita Nyong'o. I feel like it has to happen. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And her bad. fighting off bounty hunters while giving them advice was like one of the coolest things ever. Coolest. Yeah. Okay. One of the biggest criticisms of Ryan Johnson was that he didn't give a fuck about Star Wars fans and just did whatever he wanted. I would argue that this was the most Star Wars fanboy movie ever other than Rogue One in a different way. But I think Gareth Edwards with Rogue One and Ryan Johnson with this movie are the most fanboy movies ever. And I don't really understand the people who think he's trying to subvert Star Wars fandom somehow. Thoughts? I don't see any subversion at all. I just What I do see is fucking with, with us as the moviegoers and... Why wouldn't we want that? <laughs> if this was, you know, I mean, like we were definitely fucked with. I mean, and, and, and I'm cool with that. I, oh, I, I love that because they, there was no way they were going to be able to um, give us the suspense and the entertainment they were we were looking for if they gave us everything that we wanted to have. 
You know what I mean? There has you have to like we spent all of our time figuring out like who the fuck is Ray? Who the fuck is Snoke? But it doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> and, it does not matter. And that was part of the point. And I was incredibly entertained. And the entire theater was entertained. And it was the most hooting, shouting, you know, clapping, like fist pumping, air air fist pumping yeah. experience that I've had in a long time. And I'm a super fanboy, so I don't know. They can get the fuck out. <laughs> there is such a sense of fucking with fanboys but at, at the same time it's not cons- uh, condescending to anyone and people who wanted a very specific experience out of this movie and when they didn't get it they were upset i feel bad for you if you cannot go into a movie like a blank slate and try and absorb what happens and take it, you know, from that point of view, as opposed to what you think you quote unquote deserve, which is nothing. You don't deserve anything. Okay. I, I mean, in life you deserve healthcare and not dying, but other than that, you don't deserve a whole lot and certainly getting what you want in a star Wars film. You do not deserve and yet, on top of that, I still don't understand the nerd fanboys who don't like this movie. I feel like we got it with Luke Skywalker at the end and everything oh, that oh, happened. Man. Well, I would say people who are are upset about how the film turned out, they can feel upset. That's cool. If it really bothers them a lot, maybe they should go into film. You know, I mean, maybe they should give it a shot. I mean, at the end of the day, this is an art form, and I'm there to see a performance. But, yes, I'm happy to jump to the ultimate fanboy, like Luke Skywalker. Holy shit. Uh, Can we jump in? I mean, like, Mark Hamill. Yes, please go. That's the whole point of this whole thing. Sorry, guys, it took a while, but I wanted Amon to jump head deep in this, so go ahead. Holy shit. Man. That was unbelievable. The best, it was the best Jedi shit of all time. That technically, in two in two different ways. One, this was the best acting I have ever seen out of Mark Campbell. I was thoroughly impressed, and I and I, I think he would agree with you. By the way, it, it, it he, he was so fucking good. He was he's better than any of the other Star Wars films, and whether. I, I don't know him personally. My sister did meet him, actually, though. Um, I, I don't know him personally, but as an audience member, I feel mm-hmm. like this was the most honest representation of Mark Hamill, which is his job as an actor. But I have seen three theaters now, Amon. Yeah. People cheering and gasping and, you know, and sh- hold a hi- hyperspace through the destroyer and it explodes. People go crazy. But yeah. the entire Mark Hamill scene, people were so on edge from beginning to end. And when they, this is what's great about Star Wars, okay? In any other franchise, you would be disappointed that he wasn't actually there lightsaber battling, right? But when it's revealed in this movie that he's doing it through the force from like, you know, oh a bazillion miles away, essentially, yeah. 
people yeah. are clapping so hard, and that is what I love about this franchise. People understand that that's way more badass than being there in person, right? Way more badass. Yeah. First off, I mean, he, his mind had to be able to actually move the way he moved, yeah. do everything he did, and find them in the first place. I, I it like, and by the way, someone who knows, I'd, I'm pretty much aside from maybe a couple of books, although I'm pretty familiar with the canon, right? I mean, I'm, I'm hip. Canon's I'm, I'm, tough. Canon's tough. We'll, we will not hold you to the canon. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Fine. Well, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I'm pretty good on canon, but I don't know. I read um, a lot of wikipedia.com. So, yeah, you know, it's not like I've read every book. Don't uh, worry about it. Deep. Well, as far as I know, there's no other Jedi who has ever pulled something like this off. No, it's never happened. It has so, never happened. There you go, man. And it's beautiful. And it's an evolution in the in the Jedi, perhaps. And maybe it was, you know, he, you know, this was the last training of Yoda, you know, for for Dude. Luke Skywalker. This so easily could have been Ryan Johnson saying, I am artsy and I'm killing off the Jedi and that is that. But that is not what he says. No. He kills off the simplistic view that everyone from Master Yoda to Luke had. And by the way, did you notice when Rey was fighting the uh, temple guards or whatever? How Uh angry she was. She was screaming. She was furious. Ray yeah. channeled anger and emotion in a way that's considered a no, 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 in the old school way of the Jedi. But you know what? It, as soon as she came back to herself and was yeah. talking with Kylo, she was right in place. Her head was right in place. And so, dude, here's the next question. You ready for this? Okay. Has Star Wars Rebels secretly been seeding all this for two years with Ahsoka and, and the Bendu and the Grey Jedi? I, I think the the rebels explanation first off of the temples and like going into that that whole thing kind of led and gave a little bit of foreshadowing to the the um, the balance aspect that was spoken of in this movie that was a little refined a little bit more. But I'm talking about Ahsoka Tano going after Darth Vader mm-hmm. and saying I am no Jedi talking about how she identifies with the gray jedi even though she's clearly a light side user and supporter she doesn't want to identify with the jedi to the bendu the 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 man in the middle right i mean if anyone was in the middle it was the bendu i feel like they've been talking about these issues and this is new to the audience and Mm -hmm. what i'm saying is the fact that the audience is buying into this stuff is exactly why they should be doing it even if it's pissing off some traditional fans well, I'm sorry, but the tr- traditional fans saw in Return of the Jedi that that Luke's anger is truly what beat Darth Vader because he was he was angry angry that she was he was going to go after his sister Leia and he gets pissed off and says never and like goes in like straight up anger and then like you know goes crazy chops off Darth Vader's other arm and the emperor you know coins him you know you know calls him out you're like good your hate is made you powerful uh, and then he makes a choice which is like what Ray did it made her made her powerful then she had a choice did I lose it 
No, I, dude, I'm here just listening to you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like music, you know? I'm just like... Um, dude, I have some hard-hitting questions following up to this. You ready for this? Hit me, man. Yeah. Am I wrong to think that the Ray and Kylo in the elevator leading to the confrontation of Snoke feels exactly like Return of the Jedi and is actually one of the cheaper and less impressive scenes of the movie? Well, it's not the only one. My sister very adeptly pointed out, I I, I see the the film with with Mona and my sis because... Mm. Obviously, me and my sister have known Star Wars longer than anybody else I know on the planet. Um, it's a family thing. Uh, but she brought up, like, very astutely, like, straight up, this is a combination of Empire and Jedi. No, it is. But we knew that going into it, man. We, You and I talked specifically yeah. that this was going to be Empire and Jedi, I think, in our podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, of course. Which is great. And I'm fine with that. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Yeah. And uh, but when um, they're in the elevator, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was obvious. I mean, my sister and myself were like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, we've seen this before. But that's that's part of the Star Wars thing. Here's the difference, and that's why okay. I think this is better. Uh, okay. Even though you know, Return of the Jedi is my favorite movie. Um, okay. Or enough. just yeah, no, it's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> these two are in love. I think these two are straight up in love and it's not even a question. It's just a matter of whether the audience will accept it. Do you agree or disagree or somewhere in the middle? Not sure really. I'm not sure if they're in love or not. He's in love with her. He is clearly in love with Ray. He says, No one cares about you, you're nobody except for me. And then he says, you know, come with me and basically be my queen, essentially. And she's like, no. <laughs> we'll have no? to see. I don't know. Interesting. So you don't, you, you don't think that's an undercurrent there? Uh, the jury's still out. Okay. Sure. All right. We're moving. We're moving on. Okay. Right. So we're about yeah. 20 minutes in. I'm going to keep you on as long as possible. So here's the rules from now till the end. Okay. Which the other call. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, good. Fuck China. Um, but <laughs> China, we love you. Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got an assassin putting a gun on my head right now. Um, uh, <laughs> so here's, here's the game plan from now on, and it's not going to get edited out. I'm going to ask you a question, and you okay. can literally say pass, and I'm going to ask a completely new question. Okay? Hit me. I love it. I'll, okay. I'll- all right. Rapid fire. It's fine. My a complete new question. Okay. What was the major non-Star Wars influence on this movie, of which I would say there are many, that you liked and that you really appreciated from an epic fantasy sci-fi standpoint? Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Hunger <laughs> Games. Uh, I got to give credit to my sister again, mm-hmm. too, man. It was uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, the Keep, man. The fucking yeah. um, sh- um, when they two towers in two towers, you know when they go to when they go to the Keep, man. That that was the the Rebel base. I mentioned to you that I thought there was a major Battlestar Galactica uh, influence to this, and I know that Ryan Johnson loves Battlestar Galactica. True, the 
Well, sure. Well, can I, I give you my? Can I just give you my quick yeah. s- selling point for this, and then you can shoot it down or not? Yeah. What's the very first shot of the movie after the crawl? It zooms in very super fast on the ship, the way in the miniseries. Uh-huh. It zooms in on the Battlestar Galactica at the beginning. You have an implacable enemy who keeps chasing you no matter what and keeps finding sure. ways to find you through jumping or hyperspace yeah. or whatever. We spend a lot of time with the pilots and the grease monkeys. We meet all the different people of the ship. Um, in fact, the entire first season of Battlestar Galactica is basically them trying to figure out why the Cylons know where they are all the time, um, uh, and which is basically what happens here. There's a lot of suicide missions involving capital ships, and need I go on? I feel like I'm making my point pretty well here, okay, but maybe no, not. Actually, yeah, I didn't think about it with the grease monkey and the, and the whole, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm down. I'm down with that, yeah. I'd say that's a fair point. Um, Speaking of which, um, young woman who played the A-Wing pilot in this, I would like you to let me know that I appreciate your acting chops. And if you would like to meet an appreciating fan, you should give me a call at the below number. Um, The A-Wing pilot was a huge fan of. (laughs) Yeah, she was awesome. Okay, here we go. Now we're getting to the real serious stuff. Leia in space flying home. I had zero problem with this and loved watching it every single time. Your thoughts? Curse you, Ryan Johnson, for making me (laughs) think that's how you kill off Leia. (laughs) No, I was yelling at the screen. I don't know what other podcasts, if any, you've listened to because I know you're super busy. By the way, we're going to plug that at the end. I know what podcast you've listened to. When that happened, I was screaming at the movie screen the first time. I was literally about to walk out of the theater. No joke. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Me, I was like, I I think I turned to my sister and I was like, well, okay, well, you know. Well, because I knew she didn't die there in the original version. And so that really pissed me off. Yeah. Okay. But then it made me really happy, obviously. They really played it out. They played it out and it, it was great. It was well done. It was well done. There have been five movies and at least three or four books involving Princess Leia, and the Mm. amount of force power that she uses is almost nothing. But Mm. for her to survive, she only does it because people need her. I don't think she really cares about surviving, but she's like, fuck it. People need me to be alive right now, so I'm going to figure out a way to survive. And the wordless knocking on the window of Finn and Poe during that whole thing, I loved. And, and dude, so here's my next question. Why aren't people happy with how great the central cast was in this movie? Like, honestly, like all the central cast members from Force Awakens were great in this movie, I thought. Leia was fantastic. The, the fact that the look, the, the look that she gave when Kylo was about to hit the bridge and then, oh, shit, somebody else hit it anyway. Oh, God. You no, know, like, she didn't have any dialogue. It was just her expression. I mean, that kind of acting. She was amazing. That was amazing. I felt it. How did Ryan Johnson know she wouldn't be back? It felt like he filmed it as if she wouldn't be back, which I give him so much credit for. I just didn't think she was going to be in as much of this movie as she was. 
Well, from what I have heard, that her she has a big part to play in the last one. Exactly. Which, yeah. Which is going to be tricky. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little, a little tricky. Um, and I think that's where All things right. are going to. All right, all right, here we go. Speaking of tricky, yeah, there were a lot of influences from other properties on this movie, but I thought the one that was clear was Lord of the Rings. I was gonna say, did you dig in general the sort of uh, fantasy element to what was going on in this movie? Uh, I didn't pick up on the fantasy and the things. Well, yeah, you did. She walked in the tree and the books were there and she was just in the books and they're opening. It was like Gandalf opening the books, right? Didn't hit me. It did. It, that one didn't, that one didn't hit me at all. Actually. Not like that. Well, and this is a great part of the movie. Is that not yeah. everything hit everyone the same way? I yeah. love it. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so I- let me throw it to you. Mm-hmm. When you saw this movie, let's talk about three moments that beat you over the head, and then I'll let you go. What are two or three moments that beat you over the head with this movie in a good way when you first saw it? <laughs> well, the beginning was amazing. Totally Battlestar, by the way. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. you got to be honest, right? It just like the the thing that I, I, I love the humor. I love, you know, the tradition of Star Wars jumping into a space battle. You know, uh, that I love that always. Uh, that's why I'm, I like the Star Wars in the first place was always the space battle. Um, so that was a pretty epic space battle that had comedy in it. And that that hits me pretty well. So better than Rogue One. You think it was a better, better overall space battle than Rogue One? They're different. Uh, I don't know. Rogue One was pretty awesome. I mean, I actually got to say that. The opening of uh, number three is pretty badass. It's okay. There are parts of it that I like. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Episode three? Yeah. It's a pretty damn good one. That's a Which pretty good one. People have brought up leading up to this movie because there were a lot of episode three references in the trailers. Really? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the trailers themselves were, were all part of the psych out. By by the director and marketing staff or whoever, and uh, and how dare they? And that's fine. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, okay. If I the beating over the head, the wood, and I think back to the movie, and maybe that's just this is just because it's sequentially uh, the ending. Man, the the Luke battle that I can't get that shit out of my head. It was so awesome. Can I talk about that for a second? By the way, please. Uh, I knew something was up, um, but I I noticed it in my own way. My my own way was as soon as he turned on his lightsaber, I knew something was wrong. Mm. <laughs> it was freaking blue, man. Yep. Not a coincidence. Also, if you watch his feet dragging on the ground, there was no red uh, dragging when he dragged his feet. Go ahead. That's, I heard you post that early today. Yeah. I, yeah. That's I'm gonna look for that next time. I I can sort of see it as I'm as I'm thinking about it. But yeah, I mean the it, <laughs> that means his uh, force image, by the way, is with his blue lightsaber, which is very interesting. Which Ray um, offered back to him, by the way. What was that? Ray offered him the blue lightsaber back <laughs> before she left. Oh, I missed that. 
she says, Kylo Ren's our only hope. We have to turn him. And yeah. Mark Hamill says, no. And she offers him the lightsaber. He doesn't take it. And she goes like, that's what I thought. And walks away with the blue lightsaber. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. I, he did such a great job. They both did. Uh, the only quirk I had with this whole thing, I think yes. I told you, was, um, you know, but Ray getting back on the, to the Millennium Falcon uh, after, you know, yeah. splitting the lightsaber in half and that whole exit. I'm sure that was just uh, for time's sake or whatever. That's cool. And I get it. It's plausible. It's not going to trip me up. But maybe just like a little scene would have been great. By the way. Yeah. When Finn's looking for a blanket for Rose. Yeah. Do you know what's in there? No. The journals of the wills from Luke's stash in the tree. Really? Yep. Just like Loki stole the Tesseract and <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, Ray stole the books from the tree and put it in the Falcon. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I know. I didn't know that until I listened to one of my thousand Star Wars podcasts, but I listened to one that I trust without doubt, and they mentioned that, and I was like, holy shit, that's totally on point. She's oh, got it, bad. which is why Yoda says that girl Ray has everything we need, basically. I mean, he he says it. Yeah. Okay, so... Wow. Here's a big question for you. So I'm going to give you one important question and then one fun question. We'll wrap it up. One fun question. Gotcha. When did you realize Yoda was coming in this movie and would act the way he did? And I want to say, by the way, I predicted many weeks ago on this podcast that Yoda and or Obi-Wan would come. I actually thought it would be Obi-Wan. So I will suck. I will eat crow on this and say it was Yoda instead. Obviously, I thought it would be Obi-Wan. Um, what was your reaction to Obi to, uh, I'm sorry, to Yoda in this movie? I expected Yoda. <laughs> well, you're way smarter than me. That's why. <laughs> when I saw him, I was like, there he is straight up. I think I even said that to my sister as I was sitting mm-hmm. there. I was like, and, um, I mean, first off it was Frank Oz and that made me really happy. Um, and, uh, Yoda acted exactly as he should have acted. And uh, his whole big thing about failure was amazing. And it's a good one. It's a good one to put in the Yoda uh, lexicon. Well, it's too bad that Yoda didn't realize that 35 years before with Palpatine and stopped all that ma- madness. Well, he's passing it on. <laughs> yeah, but the Yoda Jedi Palpatine. are full of shit and Yoda's part of it. Yeah. Or the Jedi failed, and he's right. I think like Luke has a, a valid point. The Jedi's legacy it was failure, and and he failed in one moment and created Kylo Ren, and and that that happens. That's it's pretty. Uh, that that works. Yeah. So in a previous podcast, you referred to yoga. Uh, yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hot yoga. Yeah. Oh, God. No, hell no, hot yoga. That just makes me pass out. Um, you referred you refer to Star Wars as your form of spirituality. Absolutely, yes. Do you feel like this follows in that tradition, and how so? Yeah, yeah, straight up. Um, uh, the failure part, I get that. Mm-hmm. the weakness you know it actually it, it pulls from many you know 
modern miss anyway we all know joseph campbell and the whole thing but yeah yoda was as he should be and the the arc of luke skywalker for me works you know how how he defeated him if you strike me down in down in anger i'll you know be with you forever he's obi-wan he is Obi-Wan. I don't Which understand is- people who love Star Wars that don't love this. This is an exact parallel to Obi-Wan. I don't get, you know? Who, who is, in my opinion, aside from Yoda, right? This is not, I mean, I feel like the greatest Jedi. No, he's the greatest. Aside- I think Yoda would admit it, too. He is the greatest. And, and he's clumsy. And he's not the most powerful. And he's not, but... um. But he has the greatest track record of anybody I know. <laughs> he defeated Darth Vader twice. He defeated Darth, yeah. 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 And Maul twice. But what I love about Luke's threat is that Kylo Ren can't kill Luke. I know. So, so Luke's going to become his greatest enemy regardless of what Kylo Ren does, you know? <laughs> I, I think, and on, honestly, the Luke's uh, <laughs> comment, the uh, see around kid. Oh, just like Han Solo. Yep. I love it. I, I, I love it. Here's my final question to you, man. Is why, yeah. why, why, if you love the original movies, would you not love this movie? I can't understand it. It's such a tribute to all the things we love about Star Wars. But again... I'm more. I'm a little bit more loose and open-minded when it comes to this stuff. I think. I don't know. Well, we couldn't. It's like this. We enter. You know, like our childhood was left Luke as the hero. He was already the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. There's no way that we would be able to experience what we did yep. if we didn't have Luke fall first, because he wouldn't be a hero again. It wouldn't be as strong as if, as if he was still the hero. He has to fall. That's how it, <laughs> I think this movie, with the um, sort of untangling of the Return of the Jedi confrontation, is saying we need to get out of this cycle and not repeat it over and over again, essentially, and go a different direction, I think is what's going on. Because otherwise, the Ray uh, situation looks exactly like the Luke situation with Emperor, right? In the in the Return Jedi. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, the it's all different, right? I mean, like the Republic is gone, pretty much. The Republic is bullshit, and that's why I love what they call it the Rebellion, by the way, not the Resistance. You know, I mean. Look, just look at Leia, dude. And maybe this will be the point we end on because there's so much I want to talk to you about. Sure. Uh, and we have so much time, you know, why rush it? But the fact that Leia, at age 19, was at the Battle of Scarif watching Rogue One happen, right? Leia was there in Rogue One uh, and Admiral Radis' ship watching the Rogue One mission happen on the planet with Jin Erso mm-hmm. and Cassian Andor and everybody. She yeah. saw all of that happen, right? And then she saw the plans barely get to her, but for these rebel heroes getting sliced in half by Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. She gets the plans, and then she happens to get the plans back down to Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi, who then blow up the Death Star, and then they 
create the rebellion and there's a second Death Star and they destroyed that and then Leia becomes a politician for 30 years trying to convince everybody that the threat is not gone and nobody listens to her and she almost gets you know crucified because her father's Darth Vader she has to run away again. You read Bloodline. She has to run away again and, and start a new identity. And she's still fighting the fucking resistance. My question is, how can any of us be real humans when you look at Princess Leia, honestly? I mean, she is... I, I don't know. She could... Uh, it's like Nelson Mandela or somebody. She is. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's like Nelson Mandela. Yeah, exactly. She's she's the one. Yeah, she does not want to fight. She never has a desire to kill anybody, you know? It's it's pretty amazing. I don't know what they're going to do with Leia. So why don't we end with this, man, which is... I don't want to talk about what you think is going to happen, what you predict, yeah. blah, 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 blah. What, what would you like to see happen in the final movie based on what we've seen? Not from like a plot standpoint of like, oh, this big surprise, this big surprise, blah, 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 blah. But just like a character or a narrative thing that you would love to see in the final movie that would be cool to you. We'll end there. Um... I kind of want to see Obi-Wan. Can I tell you mine? Can I tell you mine? And then we'll go to yours. Sure. Okay. Mine is they go to the out, beyond the outer rim. They go to the, uh, you know, unknown regions and beyond. They do a little Star Trek shit and go further than anyone's gone before. And they gather everyone together and they meet some alien races they've never met before. And they've met some ideologies they've never met before. And uh. they come back with a vengeance. But that's my Star Trek self, which I don't know if it applies to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. Um, they could always they could tie Star Trek into Star Wars. That would be That's that'd like be intense. Right. Leave it to JJ to do it. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I love that JJ is doing it. I think he. Yeah. I, here's the problem, man. The only problem I have with this movie, like major problem, is that Snoke makes no sense ever from beginning to end. Snoke makes zero sense. His Conditions make no sense. You know what I mean? Like, he just makes no sense. Well, I mean, a little bit more insight would have been interesting. But, I mean, it was a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice not to know who Snoke is. We might need a little bit more insight into that. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You think we're yeah. getting that? Or I think we're getting insight into Snoke. We're not getting insight into Snoke. Maybe not. It's possible. No. no. That's it's cool. It's cool. I mean, um it's it's cool. I'm I'm just I'm I'm entertained. So like I honestly don't have No, any I'm totally entertained, but it makes no sense. And the Emperor is way cooler than Snoke. Now oh, the, sure. the Ray Kylo battle is m- more interesting than the Luke Vader battle, but still Snoke makes no sense, given the whole thing. Now, I'm very interested to see the rivalry between Kylo and uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Donald Gleason in the, uh, uh, in the final movie. 
but uh, yeah, I... yeah, yeah, that could be good. Uh, I just, I, I would like to see Luke fucking with Adam Driver. I think that's gonna be. He really did it. Fun. He did it with Adam Driver. I want to. I want to. I want to continue to see. I just. It's not gonna happen. I, I almost like. Uh, almost like the the the. The, the taunting that was done between Ray and Kylo during this, like the, you know, you're like, do we have to do this now? It's like, <laughs> like, oh, can I call back when it's convenient for you or whatever the hell it was? And by the way, can, can we end the podcast on this? Daisy sure. Ridley is, makes Ray so much more believable than she should be possible. I think, I mean, there's so much about Ray that we could never believe or have to suspend disbelief or blah, blah, blah. But I never, ever, for me, think about that. I don't know if it's just me. She's great. She's fantastic. She's a powerhouse. She's, uh, she's, she's wicked talented, obviously. Yeah. But she was a bartender, so I think that helped. <laughs> <laughs> so, final question. Do you think... Do you think Mark Hamill has tricksiness, as we say, from here on out? Or is he, he's just going to be a force ghost? Do you think he has some tricks up his sleeve? Um, no, man. I think once you, once you step out, you can't really interfere too much. Mm. But I really want him to be a really surly force ghost that just fucks with Kylo. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> I think they should all start fucking with him, honestly. Um. But also, maybe the Force Ghosts only come to to those who have known them, mm. you know. So, mm. you know, uh, I don't know if he can get like, you know, Ben Kenobi or Yoda, but he could definitely get you. Uh, he can definitely get Luke. So, uh, I have to, I have to tell you this, just full disclosure. So, one of my co-hosts, Brick Girl from Australia, who sure. is very young lady, but she's gotten into Star Wars big time the last couple of years after not caring about Star Wars, because let's be honest, it's awesome now, and it wasn't awesome for a while. Um, it loves Ray and loves all of this stuff. And she thinks that Ray still has royal blood of some sort, and we're just not hearing about it. Do you think it's definitively told us that Ray is just a nobody, quote-unquote, when it comes to that? Or do you think maybe they're holding back on us? I don't know. I'm not sure. What's your gut? What's your gut about Ray? I think she's nobody. I think she's nobody, and I think that's great. I think that's I think, the, the whole point of the end of the movie with the kid, with the broom, was that he's nobody. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, fuck royalty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you know, your parents are who they are. I don't know. Uh, we could we could see otherwise, but... Yeah. And what a better way to get revenge than find all these nobodies as a Jedi Master is Rey, I think, you know, to be on your side um, for the whole thing, I think is really cool. So, all right, man. Well, I really appreciate you being on. <laughs> we have way, 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 way more to discuss after you see multiple times. Sure. <laughs> and and especially uh, when the the solo trailer comes out. That, uh, oh, that. my God. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm just excited about the Avengers trailer. I can't believe that because I literally started my podcast about the Black Panther and its place in the uh, Marvel Universe like three years ago. And so seeing that come to fruition now kind of gives me a lot of pleasure, which is great. But it's not like Star Wars and... I, I just I guess I'll finish with you, man. Your final thoughts on why sure. Star Wars is such a why do people care? Honestly, like why do people? Ca- we know why me and you care, but like why do like normal people care when they t- when they see the Luke thing? People gasp in the theaters who aren't being Star Wars fans. You know what I mean? Like why? At the end of the day, it has to be a really good fucking movie, and that was a really good fucking movie. (laughs) I think it was. I think Ryan Johnson knows exactly what he's doing, and that's exactly why they're giving him a new trilogy. And even the people who don't love this movie aren't completely complaining about it. Um, But I, I, I do feel bad for people who can't enjoy what is going on? Well, I definitely appreciate you being on, my man. I know you got a lot going on. Uh, any social media, Twitter, fear, so forth you want to promote? Uh, yo, I mean, um, uh, yeah, you could just check uh, me out on Facebook. And uh, I, every once in a while, I'll tweet, but there'll be some more of that coming out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, I know that you are doing The Empire Strikes Back coming up. I'm very interested to see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll have to. Maybe the, the Bizzle can ask Jackson uh, what his uh, first thoughts are on Empire Strikes Back when he watches it when he turns five years old. Well, you know he's going to be like, well, the Force isn't actually as strong as you think. And, the, you know, when you put it this way and put it that way, you're going to be like, whoa! <laughs> you know? <laughs> he's going to be all philosophical about shit. You're going to be like, Jesus Christ, kids! <laughs> Settle down. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you, listeners to the Bizzlecast. Thank you so much. Iman appreciates it. I appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon. And the Bizzlecast is out.